There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Telling you what, Decked is a game changer. Decked has completely changed how I load, organize my truck. All my stuff that I want is always in there, out of my way, and secure. It's perfect. If you own a pickup truck that you use, you know, like a truck, the decked drawer system gives you weatherproof storage for all your gear. You can lock it up, too. You keep your tools and gear organized, job site or out in the field. Go to deck.com slash meat eater to receive free shipping. Go to deck.com slash meat eater and get yourself some free shipping. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. It's a meat eater podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by special guest John Muellum. In addition to John, we also have Steve Corinne, Brody Hayden, Giannis, and Cal. John, how you feel about trivia? pretty good i just dropped my pen cap not off to a good start i can't Uh-oh. find it but, they don't uh, need any pens for this game of trivia i you should say something like the writer john muallam author most recently of serious face i like it which yeah. is about it's a, it's a collection it's a of collection. his magazine reporting yeah. some of which deals with the ways in which animals drive people a little wacky i like it now john if you're not familiar this is a 10-round quiz show with questions born out of meat eaters for verticals which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. So far, we've had Steve win five times, Brody win four, Giannis win two, Clay, Seth, Corinne, Chester, and our trivia guest each win once. I am not going to rest until you fix the way you do the scorecard. Mm -hmm. It is blank for blank. Okay. It's he's Steve's five for 11 or whatever, five for 11. Because you could, you have had people that played once mm-hmm. and won once. That's right. People might be like, Oh, we played five and won five. It's like, yeah, 100%. you got it's like it's blank for blank, blank for blank because everybody's not always here every time. I think your whole goal with this is to embarrass Cal. That's where you're going for, right? No, I'm not. I'm just going for like greater clarity. <laughs> I'm an easy target, <laughs> greater clarity. He's blank for blank. For context, if we were doing it that way, Cal would be like 046, I think. Sure, whatever. Yeah, somewhere in there. Hey, uh, I posted, you know, to, uh, today on Instagram to promote your uh, the fact that this trivia show is now weekly. And uh, 
CC Mason 75 in the comments wrote, where's the biggest Wander award at? SR would win every week. <laughs> and then there's a picture of a face, someone really laughing hard and a turkey. I, I like that. I don't know how the turkey... He's a turkey. He's a turkey, Works yeah. in there. But, okay. Or maybe he's like... Oh, also, no, there's two turkeys. He's also pointing strutting. out that I like to hunt for turkeys. <laughs> I had somebody write in who said that they host trivia at a couple bars in their uh, local town, and they said that every game of trivia has somebody like Steve there, and everybody <laughs> hates that person from the other competitors to the host of trivia. Said someone's always got a problem with how things are worded. Someone's always complaining. Uh, so, Steve, you are that guy for this show. Hey, I'm going to start a club. Four people like that, and we're going to play trivia together. I'll join. I'll join. Uh, Brad Parker said, get Spencer Newharth a trophy for having to deal with Steve each trivia. <laughs> this is turning into a Steve roast today, man. Care. Watch me come out and win. Now, we have some housekeeping to get to. From previous shows, on a previous episode, we had Steve complaining about the question, how many leaves does Poison Ivy have? (laughs) Multiple arborists wrote in and said that Poison Ivy does always have three leaves, but if we want to be more anatomically correct for the board game, then we should refer to them as leaflets so that there is no arguing. Oh, I would have never have argued he's exactly right. (laughs) So leaflets it is going forward. Also on a previous episode, we had many folks up in arms about the question, name three of the five countries where polar bears live, because I allowed Greenland as a correct answer. Now, technically, Greenland is considered an autonomous country within the kingdom of Denmark, but I decided before the show that since we're all a bunch of ignorant Americans with ignorant American listeners, that I wasn't going to punish anyone for saying Greenland instead of Denmark. But I want to try to- I didn't know that until you just said it. Well, I, mean, I think maybe I knew it at one time, maybe. I don't know, but I didn't know that. I want to try to appease sure those John listeners. I want to try to appease those listeners who Did wrote you know that, John? I didn't know that. Of He's going to be a formidable foe. <laughs> so, we're going to make a big announcement right here, right now on Meat Eater Trivia. Our podcast is officially declaring Greenland a country. <laughs> So suck that, you geopolitical nerds, and yep. congrats, Greenlanders. You no longer have to suffer under the oppressive rule of Denmark. Oh Good, my God. that taken care of. <laughs> That's why. Remember when? Uh, remember when Trump he said something like he's it. like he's like I, I'll buy it from <laughs> yeah. you. He's gonna buy. And it. And everybody got mad at him. But I'm like, That's a great idea. We, we should. Used to, <laughs> we used to buy stuff all the time. Yeah, Europe. Like, Europe why would you be mad them. about that? Yeah, Louisiana purchase that worked out. Yeah, it's good. like it's not like unheard of for the U.S. to buy a chunk of land. If they wanted to sell it, why would we not buy it? I don't know. I think they're mad because they don't want to sell Kinda it. Kind of sounds, yeah. like, sounds but like... who gets mad when someone makes an offer? If someone's like, hey, I'll buy your truck off. You're like, no, Willing sorry, seller, man. willing yeah, buyer. I'm not selling my truck right now. You don't want to be like, asshole. <laughs> so if you listen to this podcast, you have now entered a verbal agreement that you will refer to Greenland as a country. And if you know anybody from Greenland, please let them know that they are now a country and their Independence Day is officially June 9th. Excellent. With that, we're on to Meat Eater Trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Game on, suckers! Question one. The topic is conservation, and as always, it will be multiple choice. John sharpening his mark. <laughs> this first great question. <laughs> expectations down, I don't like it. Keep the expectations down. <laughs> this first great question comes to us via Michael Pollitz. If you have a question you think is right for media to trivia, 
you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. The Lower 48's first ring-necked pheasants were released in 1881 in what state? Is it Oregon, New Jersey, Iowa, or California? I saw Steve starting to write before I even finished uh, the question. So again, the Lower 48's first ring-necked pheasants were released in 1881 in what state? Your choices are Oregon, New Jersey, Iowa, or California. Now, John, this will be your only multiple choice in our 10-round quiz show. Just for me? No, Everybody I, else gets getting their multiple choice. Man, I'm really hoping. Spencer, are you cool? I remember what I read about this a long time ago. I, I, I need to get on my phone and make one little note. I promise. Just for it's work-related. Sure. And just get a, we'll get a witness. Let it go. I have to you do, you do have a okay. whiteboard right oh, yeah. in front of you. No, Corinne will watch me do that. While you're doing that, everybody what's, have what's an answer? Putting, what's he putting down? Oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> He's adding to his to-do list. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Look up where the ring now. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying California, Cal saying Oregon, John saying New Jersey, Brody saying Oregon, Hayden saying New Jersey, Corinne saying Iowa, and Giannis saying California. The correct answer is Oregon. Ah! Oh, got it. Oh. God, really? How'd you know that? I remember reading about it a long Plus, time ago. it was mentioned in the trivia portion of this podcast several weeks ago. Is that right? You're really? running out of material? I no, wasn't no, in I that. Don't, I wasn't in that. It was a side conversation. Yeah. But it, it's on the recording somewhere, I promise. Son of a bitch, now Brody's uh, winning already. Owen God, Denny <laughs> was the first person to release pheasants in Oregon. He got the idea while observing a pheasant farm in Shanghai. Denny had 60 of them shipped across the ocean in 1881, followed by two more shipments in 1882 and 1884. He said the pheasants did incredibly well traveling by boat from China to Oregon, but nearly all of them died when they boarded a train in America. Hmm. So if you're shipping pheasants, boat okay, train not okay. Do you know that hmm. idea that humans, the, the people used to think you had a humunculus? Like you had a little man that lived in you? Hmm. I feel like my humunculus knew that because <laughs> so it's like so. Give part, him a point. Give him a point, then. Steve's yeah. humunculus. Yeah. So One. part of me knew that, dude. That's a T-shirt. Steve's humunculus. He Wait, knew. He knew. We need Hunter. We need Hunter to like draw a little oh, like yeah. mini me you inside of your. He's got a better case. memory Steve. and he's a lot less whiny too. Steve, shoot that pheasant, Steve. I want to. <laughs> Holy shit! I want to tap into the mindset of I'm going to mail order pheasants from China to Oregon in 1860 whatever. Yeah, like he's got nothing else on his mind. <laughs> yeah, he's like. Uh, Tuesday delivery? <laughs> Question two, the topic is hunting. What disease has the nickname rabbit fever? Again, what disease has the nickname rabbit fever? How are you feeling about this one, John? Terrible. Hey, oh, quick to answer, terrible. <laughs> oh my God, Spencer. Leave it on for a long time. <laughs> Steve, come on. Well, I know it. I know a lot about it. It's, um... Come on, you monculus. Keep that thing clicking. <laughs> Help him out. No, I know what it is. It's, um... I think your homunculus got infected with it once. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Brody who thinks he has it. Giannis who thinks he has it. Cal, you feeling good? Oh, shit. 
I already wrote something down. So I, <laughs> I just can't think of the word is all. <laughs> which which happens That's to be it. the answer. It's the only problem. <laughs> That's the, the trivia equivalent part. of my girlfriend in Canada, you know, that nobody's ever seen is I just can't think of so the I word. Met her at summer yeah. camp. Yep. Whoa, long answer time here. You think you're gonna come up with it? No, I know what it is. I can tell you that I can tell you the different forms it takes. I've like definitely talked about this on a podcast. I could tell you about a guy who hit one with his lawnmower and contracted it in wow. an aerosolized form. Yeah, it was or almost, like it was an entire podcast. Yeah, episode. or like the the little kid who yeah. I'm gonna they, protest this one. A lot of hands coming up. It's been a long time. And, <laughs> oh, what is that someone's... word? All right, let's go. Brody wants another notch on that. <laughs> that... I quit. <laughs> go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve without an answer. Tularemia. Tularemia. <laughs> Cal saying Trichinella. John saying Parvo. Brody saying Tularemia. Hayden saying Scurvy. Corinne saying. <laughs> that's what. That's what rabbits don't eat enough uh, lemons. <laughs> and Giannis saying Tularemia. The correct answer is Tularemia. That like kind of yeah. The the mnemonic once, device once should be like ballerina. Like, I could not get anything else. I knew yeah, it was not, wrong. This is not I good. couldn't form any other words in my mind. This disease is also known as deer fly fever. There are about 230 human cases reported each year in America, and it's been found in every state except Hawaii. Tell him about the guy that hit one with his lawnmower and got aerosolized tularemia that killed him. That's wild. He's one of the 230. That's a unique way to catch it, I There's imagine. been talk of uh, they could that they could potentially turn it into a chemical weapon because oh. it can be aerosolized. Oh, tularemia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that disease? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. We're on to question three, and the topic is wildlife. In the year 373 BC, Greek historian Thucydides reported that prior to an earthquake, there were five types of animals that fled the city. Name one of them. Again, the year was 373 BC, and a Greek historian reported that prior to a major earthquake, there were five types of animals that fled the city. You need to name one of them. What was the category of this one? Wildlife. Oh, okay. Uh, the category is John. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How's John doing? Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> o, f- o for three. What a two. Whatever we're at. Does everybody have an answer? I got a shot in the dark. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying rats, Cal saying rock doves, John saying dogs, Brody saying birds, Hayden saying rats. Corinne saying rodents, and Giannis saying snakes. The correct answers are rodents, dogs, snakes, weasels, and centipedes. No birds. Are you giving it for rats? If you said rats, we'll give it to you. Okay, great. So the room did fairly well. Uh, No birds were fleeing the city, though. Now, history is full of anecdotal evidence (laughs) of animals predicting natural disasters. One study examined the popular theory that there's a correlation between lost pet ads in the San Jose Mercury News and the dates of earthquakes in San Francisco. But after a thorough statistical analysis published in 1988, scientists determined there's actually no correlation between the two. Now, John, in your writings of earthquakes, did you come across any unique animal stories? Uh, definitely there were a lot of reports of dogs going nuts before really? the Alaska earthquake for sure. Yeah. I remember a lot of the people, cause a lot of people's accounts started with, well, I was trying to figure out what's going on with my dog and then boom. Mm. So 
But I've never seen it happen. But he was feeling life. something they weren't detecting. They just start barking or, you know, pacing or stuff like that. Yeah. We're on to question four. The topic is cooking. This next great question comes to us via Jeff Kurtz. As you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Banned for import by the USDA in 1971, this Scottish dish is traditionally made by mixing organ meat with oatmeal and then boiling it in an animal's stomach. What is it? Banned for import by the USDA in 1971. This Scottish dish is traditionally made by mixing organ meat with oatmeal and then boiling it in an animal's stomach. Brody wrote quite cockily. How about you? You got it? Very cockily. Okay. Perhaps more cockily than Brody. (laughs) (laughs) Could just be projecting. (laughs) Does everybody have an answer? Giannis, is that a no? I have, th- I have three letters <laughs> of an answer, and I'm hoping you're going to give it to me with three letters. Oh, that's it. I'm okay. very interested to see what these letters are. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying, Haggis, 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 and Giannis saying, Hag. We'll give it to you, Yanni. The correct yeah! answer. Yeah! Yeah! What happened? He feels no... bad because he took that one away from but me. But what happened? How, how would you know Hag? I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Remember the whole, you know, hags in, hag dis, oh, hag. Uh, now one less letter, and I would not have given it to you. Thank ha, you. You wrote ha. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Haggis is still no banned. More, no more importing those Scottish hags. <laughs> Haggis is still banned today because traditional recipes consist of about fifteen percent sheep lung, which the USDA says an, has an increased risk of carrying foodborne illnesses. But hmm. if you're really interested in trying Scotland's national dish, there are plenty of lung-free manufacturers who make a legal version of haggis. I went to a, you know, the Scottish poet Bobby Burns. No, it was a Scottish poet Bobby Burns. I went to uh, in a predominantly Scottish region. I went to the annual Bobby Burns Festival, which was where out near Mile City, hmm. and. They uh, played a lot of bagpipe, read Bobby Burns poetry, and then, I mean, a lot of people were there, over 100 people, and <laughs> we ate haggis. I like it. Yeah. You think it was uh, had no, lung in it? It was made right there. Oh. But the bummer is, instead of cooking it in the cow's stomach, mm-hmm. they were just cooking it in, like, turkey bags, mm. which I thought was bullshit. <laughs> Steve likes his haggis with stomach. We're on to question five. The topic is conservation. Name one of the five biggest private landowners in America. Again, name one of the five biggest private landowners in America. Cal, isn't there some great quote about, like, a lot of conservation happens on private land or, like, you need private land for conservation? That's a quote? I feel like it's a thing that's said when people uh, tend to overlook what happens on the other side of the fence. Well, like all land. conversation, all conservation east of the Mississippi is occurring there. Exactly. There's Which math, is... I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's the quote. 640 right. million acres of public land. There's roughly 925 million acres of land dedicated specifically for agriculture. And then within the private holdings, there's more private land in the lower 48 specifically set aside for wildlife or recreation than all of our national parks combined in the lower 48. That's why we got you here. 
Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Turner, Cal saying Turner, Turner, Brody saying the Koch brothers. Coke. Coke brothers. Where I grew up, uh, if it's spelled like that, it's Koch. Uh, Hayden saying Ted Turner, Giannis saying Ted Turner, Corinne. No, left he wrote the Ted. Again, there's no way. Which Ted Giannis said Ted. Giannis said Ted. Except for the title of his book was "Call Me Ted." <laughs> I don't think you should accept. You know what, Giannis? I'm not going to because we I gave you I the last remember, one. I couldn't remember. His could last be dancing. Name. Yeah, because I remember yeah. Tularemia. I just couldn't remember it. Corinne, what's your answer? And Corinne says Ted Turner. The correct answers are John Malone. The Emerson family, Ted Turner, the Reed family, and Stan Kroenke. Yeah, I'm like neck and neck with Brody. <laughs> I thought for sure they'd be on the Do list. Do you have the the breakdown? Which who's is Malone? Is the he timber, passed up Turner? Timber, John right? Malone is number one. He is the largest private landowner in the country. He owns 2.2 million acres spread across Florida, New Mexico, Maryland, Maine, New Hampshire, Colorado, and Wyoming. I'm gonna call him see if I get hunting permission. I'm going to write one of them letters that Spencer sends out in the middle. You can hunt his place in Maine. I mean, just me. (laughs) Besides all that ground, he also owns stake in Formula One, Sirius XM Radio, and the Atlanta Braves. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to. Everyone is in first place. Wow. (laughs) Everyone has three points. Okay. Are you serious? I'm serious. I like that. We are Can you imagine if I would have gotten the first two right? Well, then you'd be in first, Steve. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> you know what? I can imagine that. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, meaning you put them on, they feel great. Little or no break-in, period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Just ask my buddy Chili, who's been slipping around in his Tacova boots, talking about how great he feels in them. He loves them. Yeah, Steve, they're very comfortable. They're very fashionable, and I enjoy wearing mine around the office and anywhere I go around Bozeman. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, everybody, I'm talking here about Montana Knife Company from our very own state of Montana. This company was founded by one of the most experienced master bladesmiths in the world, Josh Smith, who, over recent months, I've become friends with. And my God, have I learned a lot about knives from this guy. Just a phenomenal hometown company that makes world-renowned knives. Josh has been making knives for 30 years. You get one of these knives up and open it, it is sharp like something that came from outer space. And here's the deal. They make knives that can be sharpened. You can work on these knives. If you don't want to work on them, you send it to them and they'll work on it. They'll get it sharp. Phenomenal hunting knives. If you want to see them in action, we just did, uh, me and uh, John Hayes, the taxidermist, just did a video about how to properly 
skin a black bear. Um, watch that video, and in that video, you'll see Montana Knife Company knives in action. MKC products usually sell out in minutes of being released, which is true. But now, for the first time, they're dabbling with having knives in stock on their site. So right now, you can grab yourself a Blackfoot 2.0 or the Ultralight Speed Goat. Use code MEATEATER, and you get 10% off your first order. Montana Knife Company. Working knives for working people. 10% off with the code MEATEATER. That's a good deal. Hey, man, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there is always a catch. So when I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, well, what's the catch? But it turns out there isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash meat eater. That's mintmobile.com slash meat eater. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash meat eater. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Question six, the topic is bow fishing. This next great question comes to us via Nolan Laird. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Shit's heating up for John Muellum right now. I'm not even sure I know what bow fishing is. <laughs> what is bow fishing? <laughs> <laughs> what phenomenon causes fish to appear closer to the surface because of how light changes direction when it meets water? What phenomenon causes fish to appear closer to the surface because of how light changes direction when it meets water? We have a fairly confident room. Brody and Steve have been giving each other the stink eye the whole time. Right over me. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming right across me like lasers. Yep. Did you breathe a little sigh of relief when you heard the, the actual question? Yes, but no, not really. Versus but, the topic yeah. of bowfish. Yeah. I don't feel like that you'd have to know anything about bow fishing to get this right. Here's the deal. If we want this uh, trivia podcast to last more than two months, we got to have questions like this. Are you saying it's not a good question? No, no, no. I'm saying we need to, like, uh, go to the fringes of the meat eater universe to have a question like this. The answer to every question can't be white-tailed deer. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, white-tailed deer. Does everybody have an answer? (laughs) Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying refraction. Cal saying refraction, refraction, refraction. Everybody got it right. The correct answer is refraction. Light refraction is the primary reason so many bow fishers miss their target high. A good rule of thumb is to aim three inches below the fish for every foot of depth. So, if you're shooting at a bottom-dwelling carp in three feet of water, you should be aiming about nine inches below the fish's belly. Yeah, I knew that. Or about one and a half carp w- thicknesses. There you it go. It just depends <laughs> on how big the carp is. But 
Question seven, the topic is hunting. Now, this is an audio question. Phil, the engineer, is going to play 30 seconds of an animal's call, and you need to tell me what that animal is. Macaque. All right, all right, we got it. <laughs> I think everybody has an answer. John, you have an answer? Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. Sandhill Crane, Sandhill Crane. John oh says turkey. God, Brody says Sandhill Crane, Sandhill Crane. Corinne says some tropical bird or monkey. <laughs> and Giannis says Sandhill Crane. The correct answer is Sandhill Crane. Sandhill crane vocalizations have been described by ornithologists as moans, hisses, honks, trills, purrs, and snores. But what you heard there is called a bugle. That's oh, upsetting because I've that. been around sandhill cranes, and it's just my homunculus was not. <laughs> not You're probably within a couple hundred yards of one yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, that would have been a good trivia question. Did, did they call it a bugle? It's 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 good. a little bit too wrong. objective though, or uh, oh, okay. subjective because some folks may call it a honk, uh, but bugle is is what you'll commonly see. Hmm. Question eight: We'll get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. I think it's still a pretty tight race. The topic is wildlife. This animal is the world's sixth heaviest land mammal and eleventh deadliest animal for humans. What is it? In the world. In the world. What I mean by 11th deadliest for humans is it kills the 11th most humans per year. So, again, it is the 6th heaviest land mammal and 11th deadliest animal for humans. Steve had an answer immediately. The rest of the room is still thinking pretty hard. 6th. This gives me time to go. Heaviest. (laughs) This is in the world, the sixth heaviest land mammal. Does this include aquatic animals? And 11th deadliest animal for humans. I'll read the question again for you, Brody. (laughs) This animal is the world's sixth... Does this include whitetails? This animal is the world's sixth heaviest land mammal and 11th deadliest animal for humans. Yeah, big giant buck. What is it? You tell me when you're ready. <laughs> the Huffbuck. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Yeah, it's really bugging me. Oh, nope, I don't. Oh, I want a little more time. No, no. <laughs> Someone was complaining about the time when yep. Steve was having yep. trouble. Yep. Brody also does not like it when people erase. He thinks he needs to stick with that first answer you write down. It's a sign of weakness, man. It's like... <laughs> He's a, he's a flip-flopper. He's a flip-flopper. Hey, everyone else has done it. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying the hippo, Cal saying the cape buffalo, John saying the moose, Brody saying the moose, Hayden saying the moose, Kryn saying the hippo, and Giannis saying the hippo. We have a diverse set of answers here. The correct answer is hippo. Ah, oh, yes. That's six? That's what are the first heaviest? five? Uh, it's like a variety of elephants. You there got might the, be a rhino like above Asiatic them. elephant, oh, right? We're going the, the two kind oh, of rhinos. Oh, I didn't know we are going species by species What do you thought they meant, like, like rough groupings? Yeah. <laughs> now, even <laughs> like, yeah. even yeah. like yeah. moose is pretty far down on the list. I think they're like, I think they're like 29th or something. I erased hippo. I got a trick. Oh. I got a question for you, Spencer. Let's hear. Oh. What's the number one most deadliest animal in the world? Mosquito. That's correct. 
by like a lot. Now, hippos weigh nearly 7,000 pounds, which makes them lighter than elephants, but heavier than giraffes. And they kill about 500 humans per year, which puts them behind assassin bugs, but ahead of sharks. Yeah, but your wow. question was in regards to mammals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no I'm saying like okay. All right. that, that doesn't factor into it. Hit us with a scoreboard update. Phil, wheels are coming off this I now. I want the weights and the animals above this. Hip-hop. By EO day. Uh-huh. By EOD. <laughs> we have two questions left. All right. In third place, we have John Muallam with four points, which is yeah, John. which is honestly a strong third because he's still he's still in the game. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> no, you guys I appreciate that. But it tied not for feel second, that way. we have Brody, Cal, Corinne, and Hayden. And then tied for first, we have Giannis, the Latvian Eagle, Patelis, and Stephen, the oh. Renella. <laughs> this is where friendships get ruined, man. It's so frustrating because I feel like hippo is the default answer for that. It's like everybody knows hippos kill a bunch of people. But then when you got to put them in order of weight. Yeah, that threw me. I was like, well, maybe it's a smarter question than I'm giving it credit for. And that's where I kill myself every week. I'm feeling good but today. But I think he's a lot smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah but I think I'm it's feeling Spencer's good today smart. in uh, games. I got Wordle in three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I played with my wife last night? This is a great game. Is uh, it's, it's in that same family as Wordle, and I didn't know about it. But it's like a, looks like a little honeycomb. And there's a letter in it that has to be used in every word. Oh, the spelling bee. Yeah. 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 That's why it's a honeycomb. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, yeah. we poured the coals to it and only came up with half the possibles. I, uh, I had a night where I played that. Someone introduced me to it, and I got the highest mark. And I, I was, I had to delete it from a. Phone. I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is, I'm gonna get sucked into this yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah. I saw where it was going. Mm-hmm. I just went out on a high note. <laughs> she play, she likes. My wife likes to play it to get to genius. Oh yeah, but there, we 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 fell short. Yeah, I'm sure we just sat there for like eight more hours. We'd have found another word, but it was getting slow returns. Yeah, no, this was like you know a bag of potato chips or something for me. I was like, I gotta just put that over there and never touch that again. We're on to question nine. The topic is fishing. This legendary fishing lure invented in 1910 has a unique name that was intentionally misspelled so that it wouldn't offend religious anglers. Oh, come on. What is it? This legendary fishing lure invented in 1910 has a unique name that was intentionally misspelled so that it wouldn't offend religious anglers. Now, Steve knew it right away, but I haven't seen anybody else write down an answer. Yeah, I'm impressed. Legendary fishing lure. Legendary fishing lure that was invented in 1910 has a unique name that was intentionally misspelled so that it wouldn't offend religious anglers. And if you spell it wrong, I would still give it to you. Brody, how's it going over there? It's not going at all. <laughs> it was called the bejeez. <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody but Brody have an answer? Brody? I don't have an answer. You want a few more seconds? Or? No. No, that's right. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Daredevil, Cal saying the Water oh. Walker. I like that. I don't know if that's a lure, but it should be. Oh, yeah. John saying awesome. the 
Krugen fix. <laughs> oh, it's a cruci- crucifix. Crucifix. But I spelled it C R O O O O. That should also be a fishing C K S. Should also be a fish. Brody without an answer. Hayden saying the water walker. Corinne saying the Virgin Mary, spelled like Merry Christmas. And Giannis saying the daredevil. You know the- why Giannis shouldn't get it? <laughs> because what? he spelled the word. He didn't misspell it. I said Spencer you don't have said. to spell it accurately. No, he's the just correct go to answer hell. is Daredevil. <laughs> Dude, which is spelled, be in a showdown. Which is spelled <laughs> D-A-R-D-E-V-L-E. Lou oh, Eppinger. I didn't spell it right either. I'm glad he's not holding it. <laughs> <laughs> How did you spell it? I just thought it was like oh. devil, like D-E-V with an apostrophe L. Lou oh. Eppinger invented the Daredevil in 1910. It was originally named the Osprey Lure, but Eppinger chose to change the name after World War I to honor the U.S. Marines, who the Germans referred to as Daredevils because of their fierce fighting style. We're on to the last question. Hit us with a scoreboard update, Phil. Uh, it's just down to Steve and Yanni. And what seven, points. seven points apiece. It's been amazing to watch Brody's games fall apart today. <laughs> Everyone has a bad day once I mean, in a while, Steve. I mean, it started out like two, wham, wham. Yep. It was it, like. It feels horrible. He, he, Brody snatched, f- snatched failure from the jaws of victory. <laughs> fell I apart. like that. I fell apart. It's good. Daredevil uh, <laughs> resurrected you, in my, in my opinion, from that crappy hippo. Oh, you like that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a good one. The final question. <laughs> the topic is public lands. This next oh. right question comes to us via Patrick McGee. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, send it to trivia at themeateater.com. There are five states with multiple national grasslands. Name two of them. Two of the states. Should be specific. There are five states with multiple national grasslands. Name two of those states. Pretty quick answers for the two fellas in the lead, but they both look stumped. I I would gather that they have one, but are trying to come up with a second. How you feel, Brody? Good, because I've been to them. (laughs) I know them. Hunted pronghorn on one. Ah. What? That's a pretty good tip. (laughs) (laughs) These fellas can probably recall every pronghorn you've killed. Nah. Killed a bunch. (laughs) 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 That's the right answer. Giannis, Steve, how we doing? In all sorts of grasslands and all sorts of states. (laughs) Uh, I want to change my shit up. Oh. Yeah, Brody's tip is is influencing my decision here. You should almost call a mistrial on that, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to change. <laughs> the one I got rid of, rather than erasing it, I scratched it out. Mm. <laughs> I did if, I t- if I want to be wrong, I want to be like, but. Oh, but, but I, 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 I mean, but. If you right? want to fight it. Yeah. I well, just to be like, you know, too. like, it'd be like, but, you know, we all know that. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? Tactics. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying South Dakota and Colorado. Cal saying Wyoming and South Dakota. John saying Nebraska and Kansas. Brody saying Colorado and Wyoming. Hayden saying South Dakota and Nebraska. Corinne saying Nebraska and Iowa. And Giannis saying Nebraska and Wyoming. The correct answers are Colorado, North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma, and Texas. I won! I won! (laughs) 
Who won, Phil? I couldn't. Do, do we have a winner? Stephen Rinella is the winner. Wyoming wasn't even on there. Wyoming was not one with multiple. Steve, how, how does your humongous uh, feel? A, uh, mm, grasslands refuge or reserve or something in a in a Wyoming antelope. But multiple grasslands. Yeah, had to have two. Yeah, be multiple. There are only the twenty. Question. There are only twenty in a country, and we're looking for states that have two of them. Oh, you know when shit. when I got my thing from Brody's tip, I was uh -huh. wrong, but it steered me in the right direction. He crossed out Arizona, because I was like, I don't know where all Brody's killed a Whoa. antelope, but damn sure wasn't Arizona. <laughs> <Brody>. <laughs> wow, I would have heard about that. John, did you have fun playing trivia? Uh, at first. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun if now I feel like I, it's like the Queen Bee thing. Like I, I gotta come back. I want oh, yeah. to come back. I want to study up. I feel like this we is got, not a, this is not how I want it to to seem to you guys. I want we, to do better. We have one of your neighbors. Oh, uh, who's that? My buddy Tommy Edson. Okay, coming because he's been walking it back now. He yeah. sends me his scorecard and he texts me yesterday, being like. You have to stop saying that I said I win every <laughs> game. <laughs> because I never said I win every game. Like, don't do this. Now, John, what happens next is Steve gets to choose where our $500 donation goes. So who are you going to give it to, Steve? I'm going to donate. I can't remember what I did last time. I think you, every time you, you choose to no, donate. No, I'm doing our own land access initiative. There you go. I like that. Good option. You know, I, I win enough. I mean, the next time I'll, uh, the next time I'll uh, do TRCV. I'm looking forward to those ones. You're not going to be in here coming up. <laughs> That's it for Meat Eater Trivia. Thank you for playing, John. It's the only game show where conservation always wins, and Greenland is a country. <laughs> This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It is a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that they need and that meets them where they are and helps them get through challenges. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, you can connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more.